Welcome to the 30 Minute Rumble Wrestling Podcast, your podcast for all things professional wrestling. I am your host, I am Shay, and I am here with Ryan. Ryan, this is the season for wrestling pay-per-views. I mean, two weeks ago, we had SummerSlam. This past weekend, we had Payback. And this upcoming weekend, we have AEW All Out. How are you keeping up with everything that's going on? It's hard. Um, so, you know, we have, especially on Wednesdays, because I actually have, I work on Wednesdays, and it's kind of chill, because I, you know, I'm, I bartend, so I have a few TVs behind my bar. I'll have one TV with NXT, one TV with AEW. It's very hard to keep up with, because, like, I'm watching both at the same time, but with now, we have back-to-back pay-per-views, and then we got, you know, AEW, uh, with their all out, um, it's it's a lot to keep up with, man. Especially, I I I feel it for people who keep up with also like Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling and other in uh, other uh, promotions. I you know I'm starting to get there now that um especially with NWA possibly coming back. Now it's I'm interested in NWA, so it's even going to be more to keep up with now that I want to start getting into TNA again, and then also now NWA. It's going to be a lot to keep up with. Are you feeling wrestling burnout? No, never. <laughs> I'll never feel it. <laughs> All right, good deal. So uh, let, let, let's jump right in and let's hop into uh, Payback uh, the other night and just hit on a couple things there. And then in segment two, we'll talk about some All Elite Wrestling, what's happening in both companies. So let's start at the top. Universal Championship. Roman Reigns is once again the Universal Champion. He defeats The Fiend and Braun Strowman in a triple threat match. Um, I'm going to just give my thoughts real quick. I I felt it was silly that Braun and The Fiend fought for a whole 10 minutes without Roman there. (laughs) And then Roman just walks out at the end of the match, signs the contract, comes down and pretty much just wrecks the house and then takes the title. <laughs> well, I thought it was silly that they broke the ring again. <laughs> and I also thought it was silly that uh, they did that, but Roman Reigns is supposed to be the next top, the biggest heel ever, which I'm going to love eventually. I like the whole Paul Heyman pairing up, which is really cool. Um, I am expecting to see Roman Reigns have a very long title run, like probably longer than all of his title runs combined. Uh, this is his fifth, I guess you could say, fifth world title run with the company. Um, his second universal title run. Um, I definitely see it being a very long title run, possibly all the way to WrestleMania, where he drops it to possibly Brock Lesnar. We'll see. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have him drop it at WrestleMania. I would have him retain it at WrestleMania. I, I don't know. I, I feel like WrestleMania shouldn't always be used to crown a new. That's champion. true. That is you definitely know? true. Yeah. Especially this year's WrestleMania, but it was kind of, they kind of had to. True. Especially the whole True. situation. And I feel like they want to give Drew McIntyre his big win yeah. at WrestleMania again. So maybe we'll see. We've already seen, well, Drew's on Raw anyway, but we are going to supposed to have a draft soon. So. Maybe. Oh, I'll be I'll be ready for that. I'm, I'm, the, I, I Hopefully they can keep it going. We have Raw and SmackDown just to give you know f- fresh uh, fresh storylines. That's what I like to see is fresh storylines. Yeah, agreed. All right, so uh, Dominic and Rey Mysterio defeat Seth Rollins and Murphy. So Dominic actually gets the win 
for him and his dad with a frog splash on Murphy. I thought this match was the best match on the show. Oh, it was last week too <laughs> with Dominic. True. And uh, I think we can both agree that Dominic is insane. I mean, yeah. I, I think he's going to adopt his father's trait. And I, I don't see Dominic being a world champion in WWE, but I'm really hoping Dominic can actually, you know, add some prestige to his career while being in WWE, but I would I don't want Dominic to stay in WWE uh, for very long. I hope he goes to maybe uh I'd like to see him maybe wrestle for AEW. I would like for Dominic to actually get an actual career because right now I feel like they could possibly just like throw him away with Dominic. Uh, you know is, is great in the ring man. He knows what he's doing. He's definitely had some good training obviously from his dad. So I'm hoping he knows what it's right for his career, and I would love to see him wrestle elsewhere. Not maybe not maybe AEW, but another company that will actually like give him prestige. Because I don't think that we will do that for Dominic. Right. Well, apparently he's supposed to put on a mask soon. So yeah, I heard about that. We'll see how that goes. Uh, another important win: Keith Lee defeats Randy Orton in a six-minute match. Which was insane. Uh, Randy Orton was in the main event of SummerSlam, and he loses a six-minute match to Keith Lee. They couldn't yeah. have made it at least 15, 20 minutes. And then, like, you know, it, it it's I guess it's hard for big guys to have long matches. Like, guess well, I mean, like Keith Lee. It, I don't it, know. It puts, it puts Keith Lee over huge, and it just goes to show you how, how big Vince thinks of Keith Lee right now. So... Maybe that's what we're going to get from Keith Lee going forward is these like short matches, kind of like how Lesnar and Strowman had their matches, you know, where they just like run through people. Because if he's supposed to be this big, huge heel, like this is the way to to get it done. Right. Um, I I do like Keith Lee. I wasn't really a care. I didn't really care for him too much because, you know, there's guys that I like and there's guys that... I mean, I'm like, okay, I like you a little bit, but, you know, I'm not too high up on you. I mean, you might be good and all, but, like, Keith Lee, he's okay. I, I'd rather, you know, I'm still, like, hooked up on guys like the Undisputed Era that I don't want them to see to get called up to the main roster. But I know that Keith Lee is a good wrestler, and I'm, I'm hoping he does good. I just, I just hopefully he doesn't follow suit with the rest of the NXT guys that get called up. Right, right. I agree. Uh, women's tag titles. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are the new women's tag team champions, defeating Sasha Banks and Bailey. And I know you were uh, you you were really uh, high on the finish of the match. Oh yeah, so, that was uh, great. Go ahead and uh, explain the, the finish. So the bit. finish. Uh, so she had Banks in like a what was it like a leg lock type thing, mm-hmm. and then she had so then she had Bailey in like the chicken wing, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and did, did they both tap at the same time? She she grabbed like Banks like like turned around and she grabbed Banks's arm and it was choking Bailey out and Bailey tapped out so she, <laughs> she had Bailey uh, Banks arm choking out Bailey. I mean I, I love Bailey she's definitely one of my favorites but it's always the you know good runs always come to an end. Um, this uh, I'm pretty sure this had to happen because they're trying to push for Banks versus Bailey in the very near future. Um, now every once in a while we do get like an odd tag team champions. We get it every once in a while, and Baszler and Nia Jax are definitely one of the odd tag team champions. We will we will see. Um, it was, I mean, it's also Nia Jax's first title. No, not first title, but uh, 
first tag title. First I, tag title, yeah. I forgot she was women's champion, but this is Baszler's first main roster championship. Yes. I'm, I'm not even sure if I want to consider it a main roster championship because, you know, you can defend it on SmackDown or on uh, NXT as well. But I guess we can consider it as a main roster championship. But uh, this is huge for both, you know, Nia Jax and Baszler. You know, I think it's huge for them as, you know, the whole entire women's movement. Uh, I wish, uh, I, I mean, I wish, you know, Bailey was, Bailey and Banks were still, you know, doing their thing, but it's kind of, that's, you know, it's dried up. Um, definitely get to see, we're going to see Banks and Bailey in the, in the very near future, probably just Banks taking away the SmackDown woman's title. Um, how'd you like the match, Jay? Eh, I mean, it was give or take for <laughs> me. The finish, the finish was good, but the rest of the match was like, whatever. <laughs> Well, we, we, we had another big, uh, important singles victory, which is Big E defeating Sheamus. This is Big E's. Big E hasn't had a singles run in WWE ever since he was been in the New Day. True. And they, had a really, they had a really solid match, too. So I think it's safe to say that the New Day will be coming to an end, I feel like, in the very near future. And it's going to suck because, you know, the New Day has been one of the top, like, product sellers. You know, they've also made people laugh you know they also made people hate them at times you know they've they're they're really great as like a unit you know they're they're comedians they're entertainers that's they do that that's what they do best like um xavier woods xavier woods on his own he's like the entertainer on his own like i'm not sure if you ever watch his twitch streams or his youtube videos but he's like uh it made sense when he was like the Seth Rollins of the group, kind of when they first started. Like Xavier Woods was like the glue to the whole yeah. entire New Day, and I think they all added their own something. But I think it's best that you know Biggie does his own thing for the first time. I think six seven years. Yeah, I mean, as long as they don't turn on each other, I'm good with that. Yeah, like not every group has to like turn on one another to to get ahead. So right for sure. Yeah. Um. What we got next? Matt Riddle and Baron Corbin. I'm not even. I'm not. Look, I'm not gonna talk about Baron Corbin any more than I have to. <laughs> but he he's a he's a good heel. That's what he does best. He is a yep. natural heel. But the King Corbin gimmick is so dry. I'm just so done with it. I'm ready for Riddle to move on to something else. But it looks like we're not gonna get that anytime soon. <laughs> right, and then uh, so the fun little stat that I did send you last night, Shay, was. So back in Survivors of last year, Baron Corbin pinned and eliminated Matt Riddle, also eliminated Matt Riddle in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Then they also had their first singles match at Payback, which right. is kind of an interesting stat. I'm like, wow, this actually makes sense. Yeah. And it's just pretty cool because you don't really see that. I'm not sure if they planned that or if it just happened, you know? I'm, I'm, um, hoping, I'm hoping somebody back there had the, know, the, the know-how to, right. to figure that out, but... I mean, I don't know. Who knows? No one knows exactly. Um, so I, I, I care less for Baron Corbin right now. Like you said, the King Corbin thing is old, and they just he needs to move on to a whole new gimmick. Um, but uh, the last uh, match, or the first match, I should say, the night, the last match that we have to talk about is Bobby Lashley winning his second United States title after 14 years mm-hmm. by defeating Apollo Crews. I don't think that this whole like little rivalry is like weird to me because like. One week you'll have Apollo Crews with like Cedric Alexander and Ricochet, and then now you, it's Apollo Crews is by himself taking on the whole entire Hurt business. Now, don't get me wrong, I love the Hurt business; they're 
they're a great faction, you know, MV, especially when you get someone like MVP who knows how to run a mic because um, he can just be the mouthpiece for Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin who don't know how to really cut promos well. So having them as a faction, they need to have a title. So and other than the twenty four seven title, right. so giving Bobby Lashley the United States title, hopefully can add some prestige to a group. I think I said this last week, but giving titles to a faction always helps the faction out. Um, right. I'm hoping. I would love this. I don't think we're gonna see it just because of. Uh, who's in the title picture right now, but I would love to see MVP win the WWE title. Maybe just, you know, just maybe we could see it, but I don't think so. (laughs) Not with everything else going on, but I I think it'd be pretty cool. I mean, overall payback was okay. Didn't really. eh. So so the one thing I think with MVP is that I don't think at this point, like MVP is great on the mic, like no doubt about it. But I think their segment ratings are not that great. And, and if they were going to, like, win any, like, prestigious titles or get any, uh, like, main event spots, I think that would have to turn around before WWE considers it. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I like them three together. I really do. Um, I feel like they may need a fourth person, maybe a female, to to add to the group. But I, I don't mean, know who. Yeah, there's nobody in the company right now that would fit that that role. The thing is, like now, this I'm just throwing this out there. Um, nothing to do with race. Just to put this out there, I would. I'm not sure if they could add like a like a African American female to this hurt business because as of lately with the, with everything that's been going on, they kind of had like all, like all the African-American like wrestlers all in like one storyline, which is I'm okay with. Right. So it, it's just like a different aspect because not normally we're not used to seeing, you know, a lot of the black wrestlers, you know, get a bunch of spots, but you had Apollo Cruz getting a push. Now, now you got, they're pairing Lashley with another getting Benjamin back up in the spot now, which, you know, I've been wanting to see Benjamin's a great athlete. So they're getting all these guys up in there, but like, they don't have that many, you know, African American females that would be like good for the picture. Maybe Bianca Belair, but she's with, uh, you know, Monte with uh, Montez Ford and uh, Angela Dawkins. And yeah. I feel like, you know, I, I you know, I, I would love to see the right female get, like you said, if there was one. But I don't know if there's any like good females that could take a role with the hurt business. See, this- they would have to be the right one. This this is one of those instances where somebody like Jazz would have been perfect. Exactly. Yes, Jazz. Yeah. Like, like you know, she's a badass. You know, she's tough. Or um, or Jacqueline. True. Not Jacqueline. Yeah, Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Yeah, yeah. That would have been. But great. um, there's like one more that I can't really put like a finger on it that I know. Maybe if Big Swole from AEW was in WWE. <laughs> But um yeah maybe. <laughs> but uh I think the only female that I can think of and it, but she's not really African American, I'm not saying she has to be African American to be part of the group, but it would like you know make sense a little bit not to try and like touch up on that topic, but it, it just as of lately like a lot of the African American uh, wrestlers I got got a big push with what happened this past summer. Yeah. I just maybe I'm not, maybe someone from Dota B was you know just trying trying to do some type of movement, which is, I'm, I was cool with. I mean, I, I like it. Um, 
But I think Mia Yim would be a pretty cool addition to the Hurt business. Yeah, I thought just because of her wrestling style. Yeah. Uh, but I think the Hurt business could use a female wrestler. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping the Hurt business stays around. That'll be. They need to do better on their factions and not have to like let them die out. As you see with like AEW, they have a lot of tag teams. They also have some factions, like some three man fact or three man tag teams. I think WWE needs to focus on their tag team division slash factions more in the future right. to build up something. Because when we like like six years ago, when we saw like Evolution versus a Shield, you know, those some great matches. Yeah. But then when you go from like having that and then, you know, you also have the Wyatt family that you try to resurrect like so many times. It just wasn't working out. It's like you just try to shove it down our throats. It's like you, you killed it. You know, you killed they killed the Wyatt family. Um, they, they did the most uh, the most they could with the shield. And I, I always like a new faction around, especially like the not a, it's they're not much like a faction, but they're more like a team. But like, you know, Ricochet and uh Cedric Alexander. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what they're trying to do with those guys. Nothing. They're kind of they're kind of <laughs> like up and down. It's like, <laughs> um, but I I, uh, I would like to see, like I said, the hurt business. They need a female in there. You know, every like like Zelina Vega, man, she's perfect. Yeah, you'd love to see a nice female like Zelina Vega who can work a mic and you know have some wrestling skill as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. Don't see that often. Yeah. I mean, but, um, but all in, I mean, all in all, I, I mean, Payback was a decent show. I, I, yeah. I do think it was decent. Um, I, I wasn't a big fan of SummerSlam, but some people are saying that SummerSlam was better than Payback. I disagree. I think Payback was better than SummerSlam, <laughs> but it is what it is. So, um, To move on to a new little thing that I want us to do after every big show is uh, if, for all the wrestling figure collectors out there, if we were to pick one attire from payback what would it be and i'm gonna have you go first shay if there was any like special attire that you saw from payback you're gonna have me go first i'm going with uh seth rollins and murphy uh double pack okay <laughs> okay yeah because they actually matched for like one of the first times ever <laughs> so that's well i think murphy's had like the same attire for a while i think after when he joined rollins he had like the black and white attire yeah the whole this whole entire time, so yeah, I haven't been seeing much of uh, Buddy Mur- Buddy Murphy. I could always go for a new Seth Rollins figure. You know me, bro. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but I think this time I'm going to go with uh, Keith Lee. Um, Keith Lee's first figure comes out in Elite 82 Wave. It looks interesting, but this uh, Keith Lee, this Keith Lee jacket, it was I think it was like black and gold or something. It was just really really unique. You know, it's it just spoke out to me and that and that's what like a lot of us fans even 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 a lot of the wrestlers like they do it they want to like uh go out of their way to make like a like a bang in a tire like i was watching uh the SummerSlam 2015 like the day of in seth rollins with the white and like, gold oh, huh with the white and gold no it was all white well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of gold in there, but yeah. it was like the all white one. Mm-hmm. And he was it first started off with him like, oh, I got a special attire for tonight, man. It's something that people haven't seen before. And it's like, yeah, man, it's like wrestlers getting behind their own attire. Right. And when us wrestling fans, they see someone when they see someone like Seth Rollins, for example, 
you know, a week ago he came out with a Rey Mysterio's Halloween Havoc attire, which is so really, it was like really cool. You know, there's not only was there story behind it, it just, you know, Seth Rollins took someone's attire that he was in a storyline with and made it his own. And it's like, yeah, we definitely needed to see an action figure with that. And we haven't gotten a Seth Rollins ultimate yet. Dude, I would hate that. So, I'm sorry, I don't really like the Ultimates. You but don't, I don't like the Ultimates? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I might have just broke broke up our friendship. If, if they could make us, I wanted a Seth Rollins Ultimate based on his uh, WrestleMania 34 attire from New Orleans, where he had like the White Walker attire from Game of Thrones with the blue eyes. That's one attire that I've always wanted. Didn't didn't we didn't we get that figure? I don't think so. We got it in the double pack. Oh, forget the double pack. That's not <laughs> detailed enough for me. Yeah, we got the double pack with him and Miz in it. Oh, yeah. I have I own it. It's a WrestleMania double pack. Well, never mind then. I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, we could get it as an elite. I don't think we got it as a, as an elite though. No, definitely not. But, but um. To move on to other news is NXT. As of this recording, when it goes up, we're all going to find out what's to, who's going to win the NXT title, but it just sucks that Karrion Cross won the NXT title. Yeah, it sucks for him. And now he has to vacate it. Yeah. It's like, dude, he got pushed. Like, we read back when he first debuted that, you know, Triple H is just going to push him to the sky, mm-hmm. and now he wins the NXT title and he has to vacate it, just like what they did with Finn Balor. Yep. It's like, damn, you know, Finn Balor gets pushed to the sky, wins the Universal title, and then he gets injured. Um, so now we have our Mount Rushmore of NXT competing for the NXT title in a 60-minute Iron Man match. A fatal four-way 60-minute Iron Man match never before seen. That's going to be wild. I don't, even, I don't think it's ever even been recorded in history oh. in any wrestling promotion we've seen a fatal four-way Iron Man match. Never. <laughs> a 60-minute Iron Man match. So you have... Four of the best in the business. Mm-hmm. You got Adam Cole, a guy who can go any day of the week. You got Johnny Gargano, a guy who's the heart and soul of NXT. Tommaso Ciampa, who's probably one of the most sadistic guys in wrestling. And then you got Finn Balor, a guy who killed it in Japan, who killed it in NXT. Kind of died down to me, but now he's back in NXT to reclaim. Now, don't mind it, but I would love to see Adam Cole become champion again. Uh... Wow. Now I know Finn Balor is not going to win it. I know Finn Balor is not going to win it. People think he's going to win, but I think he's going to lose, so we can go to NXT UK and then continue his rivalry with Walter. Oh yeah, I forgot about the that. NXT UK title and take that title from from Walter. Yeah, because that was originally supposed to happen back at Takeover in April in Takeover uh, Tampa. Okay, I'm pretty sure that was the match that was supposed to happen. I mean, um, if they're going to put the belt on somebody, I mean, me personally, I think, I don't know. I don't know. It's either it's either Cole or Gargano for me. I, I don't think it's going to be Gargano either, man. They've, they were like, they've been like burying Gargano lately. That's all with the more like to have him uh, come out like the Dark Horse. That's true. But Tommaso Ciampa makes a good running in for it too because he just came back destroyed jake atlas or whoever he destroyed and plus he ended yeah, that man's career <laughs> plus he's been upset about them not having a storyline for him too so yeah 
So Ooh. I would definitely pick Tommaso Ciampa, even over Adam Cole. Adam Cole's done everything. There's nothing left for Adam Cole either. So yeah. who knows what could happen. I think it would either be between Adam Cole or Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, it's going to be a great match regardless. So that's true. Uh, I'm definitely going to be watching it. And, and the last thing I want is for uh, – shoot, I lost my train of thought. Uh, never mind. Move on. Mo- moving along. Let's talk about Brock yeah. Lesnar. Oh, yes. Uh, so as of today, uh, Monday as of this recording, uh, Brock Lesnar is no longer WWE. Ooh. <laughs> so Brock Lesnar has been with WWE for the last eight years. It's crazy. Before, you know, since he did resign eight years ago. Yeah. Um, what's going to be, I think, is this why they put Paul, I, th- I think that's why they put Paul Heyman with Roman Reigns, because Paul Heyman was just sitting around doing nothing. And he was collecting paychecks. A whole lot of money, so, too. Apparently. Um. Oh yeah, Paul Heyman is—he's <laughs> the guy. <laughs> um, so I've never known Brock Lesnar to just sit at home and do nothing. So, with that being said, either they're going to pay Brock a lot more money to come back, or. He's going to wind up doing something else. Now, I do not expect Brock Lesnar to go back to UFC. I think he might. He might take on that Daniel Cormier guy, whatever his name is. Yeah. I, mean, I, think, he, I think they had a tease to fight a while ago. Okay. So so maybe that is the maybe that is the play. Because the last time he played UFC and WWE against each other to get more money. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll be interested to see like what he does next. Well, the thing is, Brock Lesnar's last U- last UFC fight, he won originally, but then they turned it into a no contest because he tested positive for some type of drug. Right, right. I remember that. I know WWE pulled all his merchandise from the website, so that's wild. Right, they're not selling his merchandise right now, which is kind of crazy. It's like, okay, so he. I mean, he didn't really do everything that a superstar is supposed to do. I mean, he kind of bridged his own path in a way, uh, doing like the part-time schedule and showing up when, you know, shows that he wanted to show up on and stuff like that. So I I, I don't think WWE owes him anything, you know? Right. Brock Lesnar's done everything he's ever wanted to. I mean, he's had like... 10 like year long title reigns exactly. <laughs> it feels like it at least i mean you know brock lesnar you know he conquered yeah um it sucked that you know he'd rather dominate guys like ricochet and not have an actual match with them <laughs> but he he recommended having matches with smaller guys because he can work well with them well wonder why you can power bomb the hell out of them well you know <laughs> like you do there are some small guys that he has respect for, and then there are some small guys that he just wants to rip apart. Which is why we had right. which is why we had really good matches with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. But when it comes right. to a guy like Ricochet, he's like, you know, this Ricochet kid, like, who the heck is he? Like, you know, we just ha- that's just a paycheck for him. Let's have a match with Ricochet at the Royal Rumble. Let's bury Ricochet and move on to the next thing. Right. Because that's exactly what happened. So, yeah. Uh, well, moving on, we had a new WWE 
Funko Pops get uh, announced. Yeah. I I personally won't be picking up any of them. I'm not a. There's not too many Vildi Funko Pops I pick up. I think the only ones that I own are the John Cena one, both Seth Rollins ones, and the think the Zack Ryder one and and Chris Jericho. I, I don't buy all all the Vildi Funko Pops. Yeah, I, I pre-ordered the double pack of the Hogan and Mr. T. That one, that one's a pretty cool one. I might, I might go ahead and buy it. I'm not sure about pre-ordering it. I will, if I see it in store, I'll buy it. Yeah. Well, the double pack. Wait, is the double the double pack is from Amazon, I think, and then they're gonna sell them separately in stores. Okay. So that's why that's why I pre-ordered it because the rest of them I'm not pre-ordering, but I did go to a vintage toy store today. And found okay. a bunch of older WWE pops that I had hadn't seen in the stores, so I was pretty happy about that. And I got them for cheaper than what they should have been too. So, oh, which ones did you get? What did you get? Uh, I got a I got a Brie Bella. I got the New Day three pack. Okay, I, I actually I own all the New Day Funko pops. Sorry, I, got, <laughs> I actually remembered. <laughs> I got the uh, Sting and Lex Luger double pack. Okay. And I got another. I got another one. I think I got the Jake the Snake Roberts too. Okay. And I think. Yeah. I think that's it. I think it's just those. Well, what New Day three pack did you buy? Because there's a there's a um Fye exclusive, and then there's a Toys R Us exclusive. Hmm. It didn't have any stickers on it. It was just like in a red red package. And I can't remember what they're wearing because it's downstairs. So. You definitely got to send me a picture of that. Okay. <laughs> Um, is there any other, uh, figures you picked up lately? Uh, or pre-ordered? no, I pre-ordered, no, I already told, I already shared that I pre-ordered like the rock ultimate from Amazon and the right. Charlotte ultimate from ringside. And I just got my shipping notification for my Mr. T elite figure. Nice. So that should nice. be here by the end of the week. And that covers everything for me. I haven't pre-ordered anything new, but I did go to my Walmart to look for AW figures, and I ended up finding Elite 78. I picked up uh, Kofi and R-Truth as those the only ones they had. I mean, they had a Randy Orton as well, but, you know, scrapped Randy Orton and just grabbed Kofi and R-Truth, and I'm still waiting on to find the rest of the set for that. Um, I'm debating if I just want to buy only the Naomi Chase, because... um, not sure if I'd want two Naomi's. I'd rather just buy the Chase one, but right. I definitely want the rest of the set because uh, I'm liking the newer sets that Mattel's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, more title belts is what we all want to see. More, uh, I, th- I think, like more articulation and more like you know designs going to a lot of these figures. Uh, it's great that we finally get our truth with the 24/7 title and not Titus O'Neil. Exactly. <laughs> Who, he he might have been the first twenty four seven champion, but he didn't add any prestige to it like our truth did. I agree, I agree. All right, so I think that uh, that wraps it up for this week in WWE. So uh, let's let's move on to some uh, let's move on to segment two, some AEW wrestling. All right, we are back with segment two, and uh, 
I don't have any new figure news to to start as far as AEW goes, but I did get my AEW full scale ring in the mail from Ringside this week. And before we talk about your uh, the the AEW show that you went to, um, I had this debate in a fan, the AEW fan group with this guy. So everybody's been talking about how Kenny's hair has not been right. Have you you remember that stuff about how yeah. re-releasing a Kenny with blonde hair? Right. So I thought the hair was blonde, but apparently this guy in this group kept saying like it's not blonde, it's gray, it's not blonde, but everybody thinks it's blonde. So he got really upset. He got really upset in the group, and he was using like <laughs> all caps, and he he was annoying me. So I went back and I watched the video, and sure enough. His hair is gray. His hair is not blonde. So the figure is right. correct. There is no blonde Kenny Omega for the fight for the fallen attire. It, it it's correct. So there should be no revamp. So so the fight. So the Kenny Omega that came with your ring is the fight for the fallen Kenny Omega. Correct. It is. Okay, that's cool. And who, and who did he fight at that event? Um, uh, Shima. Shima, yes, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. I, I was there. I should have known. I should know. <laughs> <laughs> I was at that event. Yeah, but yeah, just I just wanted to I just wanted to share that the figure is right. There is nothing wrong with this figure. It's it's okay. completely fine. So, yeah. Well, um, I might if I ever have the extra money and uh, I might end up buying the. AW scale ring just because I have an idea which I did share with you Shay that like because I don't I don't open up stuff much uh and I would I would like to display like some of my figures and whatnot but if I can get like a hundred dollar ring that comes with the Kenny Omega figure um I definitely want to pick that up and I would you know display that along with the little bit of the bubbly set because you know you have it's already open anyways not it's in a special packaging but I could just, you know, display the Kenny Omega figure with the Jericho with the world title and have all that set up. If I were to ever display it, that's probably what I would use that ring for. Yeah. And that's a little display up. And um, and then you did tell me about the, the Smith ex- exclusive uh, Cody figure. Yeah, which is apparently all sold out now. Really? Yeah. Damn. Not that it won't come back in stock, but for for now, it's it's sold out everywhere. So... I have to keep my eye out on that one and reach out to some folks to see if I can uh, get one of those over here in the U.S. <laughs> for sure, I need one as well. But, but people so you might as well just put in order for two of them. Hey, I'll order two for you. Um, people are selling their Kenny figure separate from the ring. Yeah, it's like why? If people, are, I don't know, people are going to pay seventy bucks. For the fight. some of it's like eighty or I thought it was like eighty or ninety. Even worse, it's like if you're gonna pay that much for the figure, you might as well buy the whole freaking set. Right. It's crazy. All right, enough rants for the night. Um, <laughs> you went to the first AW show with fans, with yes. fans again. So uh, yeah, tell us about that uh, that experience. So it wasn't. Uh, I've already been to two uh, AW Dynamites. I went to the um, the return show January first, and I also went to their Bash the Beach, which was two weeks later. 
it was kind of weird they didn't do another Florida show in between those two. But um, I went to the two Dynamites. They recorded a lot of AW Dark shows. So this one was different because obviously the circumstances. They allowed 500 fans in. I think about five to 550 fans. Um, for anyone who's not familiar with the Daily's Place, it's kind of like an amphitheater type, and they have like a they have like double decker type of seats. Um, they had to put, they installed a bunch of new fans because it's 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 an out, it's an outside uh, arena type thing. So they installed new fans, which are still hot wearing the mask. Yeah. Um, I had I had issues, so I'm gonna go over the issues. It was it was well done overall. I do have to give Tony Khan credit for doing his best on you know making sure parties were separated. You know we're doing social distancing. I'm okay with it. You know, a lot of us Floridians don't really care about the social distancing crap, but, you know, we got to do what we got to do. Um, the only thing I had issues with is, you know, they're like, we had to make sure we are, our mask is being worn, like, at all times, regardless if we're eating or drinking. So I ended up getting, like, an ice cream, like a, uh, one of them drumsticks yeah. from the concession. And that was already melted by the time I got it. It's like I'm sitting there trying to eat it. And they're like, oh, everyone, make sure your mask is on. We're about to go live. And I'm like, well, I'm sitting here trying to eat my ice cream. And it's like dripping everywhere like literally like melted i just threw it on the ground and just let it melt everywhere i'm like screw it <laughs> but um they did tape one aw dark match uh before it was sean spears versus like eddie tarvis which will actually be as of this recording for the next aw dark which will be tuesday night yeah um that's the only aw dark match they recorded at all usually they they would do two to three AEW Dark matches before Dynamite, and then, like, four or five more after, but they didn't do that. They kind of kicked us all out right at, like, 10 o'clock. Um, the show overall was great. Um, I do have some issues about the show because they did uh, have a few segments that ran over, which really upset me because I was there to see the tables match between Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy, and the match ended in, like, six minutes. And it's like, damn, dude, Sammy Guevara got busted open for no reason. Yeah, It's like you didn't even have it. Because I watched the finish. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, Matt Hardy just like randomly trips on the rope. And then Sammy Guevara does a suplex, ends it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then after the match ends, you have Orange Cassie immediately run out and attack Chris Jericho. I'm like, okay, they're just trying to rush this out. Um, that segment was cool because like uh, – Jericho got in the ring, like, after, I'm assuming after Dynamite ended and he got in the ring, you know, he was like, you know, he's like, guy, this is a memorable night. It's the first event back with fans. Thank you so much for being so Jericho cut, like, a little little mini promo. It was, I know I respect Jericho for doing that because not a lot of people acknowledge that type of stuff. So it was definitely history um, that he said, Jericho said it was, like, a history-worthy night because it was the first event back with fans. And I, I, I honestly think the reason why they – went over with some a lot of the segments because Dynamite's been, everything's been taped up until now. Right. So they had time to reshoot things or, or uh, you know, make things smaller and stuff like that. So this is their first show back and they're probably like trying to get back in a swing of things with fans so they can, you know, get things done. So I, I do have to, you know, give them a little bit of, a little bit of credit for the best they can do. But it, it was nice. Now I'm I, I am upset that I can't go to the next Dynamite, which is Wednesday night. I work Wednesday nights, and I'm also upset that I couldn't go to All Out. I was very I missed out on tickets. They they just sold out way too quick. And um, the one issue I do have with the tickets that uh, 
AW is doing is they have it spread up into two seats of two, three, or four, so you can't buy a single ticket. And if you do buy tickets, you have to buy more than one. That's what I did with AW Dynamite. Um, but with All Out, they had like t- seats of four, so it's like if you wanted to get like four tickets, they're like three hundred dollars a piece. That was for All Out, so they're three hundred dollars a piece. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to spend fifty nine dollars on tickets. Right. Um, so I missed that on all out tickets and I was really bummed because I was, you know, hyping to go, you know, I know all out's going to be a great show and it sucks that I won't be there because like I told myself, once AW comes back on, I'm going to every single show. So I might be able to attend more dynamites in the future if I can somehow weasel my way out of working on Wednesday nights. Um, but hopefully I can, hopefully their next pay-per-view, which might be in November, if they do Revolution again, I think it's Revolution. Or is it Full Gear? Uh, it was Full Gear. Yeah, full Gear full Gear's first, and then... Okay, so if they end up doing Full Gear, I'm hoping it's in Florida, and then maybe I'll try and attend that. It just uh, I'm hoping Tony Khan or whoever can open it to more fans next time around, just because, like, uh, it just, it's just really a bummer. Um, I know, you know AEW is doing their best. You know, they I know Vince McMahon's getting pissed right now that AEW has fans before them. Uh, but AEW is doing their best, and I got to respect that because a lot of us fans do miss going to wrestling events. And between the WWE events that I've gone to and AEW events I've gone to, AEW just has the better crowds, hands down. Everything is so chill there. Um, there's like no like negative crowds out there, man. Every it's all like for those who have been to an AEW event know exactly what I'm talking about. It's just great vibes all around, and definitely go to more AEW shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I I went to two shows. I well, I saw the the first Dynamite, and then I went to Full Gear. And oh, you were at the first Dynamite? Yeah. Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> I so, didn't know. <laughs> and it was two two completely different audiences. So the first Dynamite, ever, it was like off the chain, like electric. The crowd was like super into everything, which you would expect. It was the first episode of Dynamite. But then I got the full gear, and I mean, the crowd was into it, but Baltimore wasn't as hype as D.C. Right. And, and you could tell because it didn't all come across on television. But, I mean, both crowds were, were great. Everybody was in good spirits. Like, it's, it's not a, the type of crowd where people just bash WWE all day because that's what people think aw fans just bash wwe all day but if you go to a aw show nobody's bashing wwe people are just there to like have a good time like just it is what it is but it's my two cents right <laughs> um so let's uh let's take a look at all out in the card that we have because i'm actually uh, looking forward to this show so AEW Championship. John Moxley, MJF, congrats to John Moxley for being the number one wrestler in the world. According That's to, wild. Uh, oh my gosh, what is it? PWI. Yep. Um, I really yeah. think that MJF should walk out with the title around his waist. Because. Oh, it's going to happen. You, you it's so? going to happen. Yeah. Um. John Moxley, he's he's like he's gonna be like the Stone Cold of AEW. 
So they're going to give MJF this title run, and then they, and John Moxley might win it back at like full gear. Yeah. So I think now that AEW is starting up, they're probably going to give some people multiple title runs now. Uh, that AEW is getting there now, especially with fans coming back. Um, it's going to be a crazy ending to All Out because it's going to be their first pay per view back with fans. Mm-hmm. So MJF is going to probably win the world title and they get booed out of the arena. True. By the 500 fans that will be there. I mean, I just feel like um, they need they need somebody that's not ex WWE to fi- to win the title. Yeah, for sure. And and I think MJF is a good choice for that. I mean, he has everything that you want. He's young. He's young, and by the way, he talks of it. He's gonna be running. He's gonna be like the face of AEW for the next twenty five years. So I might as well put him the world title on him right now. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean that that he's just he's the perfect like. And a younger star to, to kind of build around. So I, I'm looking forward to the match. I think it's going to be a really good show. Uh, another title match we got is Omega and Hangman Page versus FTR. Um, it's going to be the end of the tag title reign for Omega and Page. I kind of I've I was over that the second they won the titles. Um, so I, sucks that I've actually was liked. That? I've actually enjoyed the Page and Omega dynamic so i i like that so so omega's kind of going off the deep end but so is hangman page they're both leading down these like weird paths because omega's grabbing chairs after matches to beat people down and hangman page is (laughs) is like a drunk and they they can't seem to get on the same page until they get in the ring then they're on the same page and then you have ftr who like I like I I like FTR I get it like they're they're really good and they're names in the company but in my humble opinion I would rather have Omega and Paige continue on as champions and have FTR take the surprising loss here. I mean, it could happen. Yeah. I mean, it honestly could happen just because, you know, I, I just hate, I mean, I, they're, Omega and Paige, I mean, they could have a year-long title reign for all we know, but I get to the point to where uh, sometimes a wrestler can have, like, you know, once they get to that six-month mark as being champion, we all know they're bound to lose the title. Right. But- like, I, that's just how I feel it, because it's not that often you'll see people with six-month title reigns, it's like, okay, now they're that mark you know they're probably going to be losing it soon uh either or I'm, I'm i would like to see ftr win it because now they're with Tully blanchard and sean spears so they're starting this little new faction which is very interesting yeah but i mean but but we we know where it's going it's, it's ftr right. in the titles omega and page break up young bucks come in ftr yeah so I don't know. I feel like they could have done that without the titles, and then they could have worked their way into titles. But mm-hmm. it seems like we're going to get their first match is going to be for the titles. So, I mean, it, it, it's going to be a, a, a great storyline and a great match regardless. So, it's going to be uh, another another title match, third and final title match. We're gonna have Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa. I've never heard of Thunder Rosa until oh, recently. Really, really. So, um, 
she seems pretty badass and she's really hot. So, I mean, I'm open to see some badass match between Sheeta and Thunder Rosa. Out of everybody in NWA, when she first showed up and she had her first match, I'm like, that that is the the female that NWA needs to build around because there was nobody in the company working like her. Um, she's going to give Sheeta a really good match. And in my, in my opinion, I would put Thunder Rosa over, have her hold the AEW and NWA titles. That way they can do this kind of like inter company thing between them two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like Thunder Rosa takes the title. Instead of having Thunder Rosa and Sheeta go into a storyline with just them two, I say bring in Diamante and Ivelisse as a short-term feud in between as a way to have to force Thunder Rosa and Sheeta to team up to get rid of those two, and then they can have a blow-off match like months down the road. They can kind of stretch, okay. stretch this thing out so the women's division it looks better than it does. Right, yeah. Yeah, spice up the women's division a little bit. Yeah, I think that would do it. But yeah, I'm, I'm going for Thunder Rosa, but I, I just know that they're going to put Sheeta over. Um, Another match that's happening is Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy and Mimosa Mayhem, <laughs> which is kind of... That's kind of funny to me. Some people were like, oh my god, what kind of crap is this? It's like, I mean, so you know, we know it's going to be interesting with Jericho in it. You know he's going to pull up some, pull something out of his sleeve. You know Jericho's taking the dip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or- he might be taking, I mean, we, we don't, I mean, for all we know, he could be taking the loss and he could be gone for the next two months out of AEW, right. just taking a little minor break. Or, well, well we at least know that more it's going to be more than just Jericho taking the dip. Oh yeah. Jericho and, and JK. Maybe the whole inner circle. <laughs> Sammy always goes in. Sammy's going in for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's going to be cool. No, oh, I see. Yeah. Orange Cassidy going over yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be an entertaining match. It's, it's probably, it could be up in there for best match of the night. Right next to MJF and uh, Moxley. I hope so. I, I think the tag match is probably going to be up there. Well, we do have an eight-man tag match with Dark Order versus uh, Dustin, QT, Matt Cord- Cardona, and Scorpio Sky, which is makes a bit of a weird tag, a weird team right there. Yeah, I'm, very interesting. Th- there's no way that uh, I'm, I'm going to say there's no way that. Nightmares Cardona and Sky go over here, but at oh, the same time, Dark Order needs to go. Dark Order needs to get pushed to the sky right now. But Brody doesn't have a contender. No. So the winner, whoever gets the pinfall in this tag match, more than likely is going to be the next contender for his title. Well, if anything, it could be Scorpio Sky or Matt Cardona. The thing is. Matt Cardona had a five appearance deal in AEW. He's already used up three of them. His fourth one will be this Saturday at all at um all out. So that's as far as we know. He could sign a deal tomorrow, but right now, uh, it's just still that he's still under a five appearance deal. Yeah, not a five match deal. It's a five appearance deal. So we don't know right now. 
Sure. Uh, it could it could be Matt Cardona. We don't know, but it's just because it's all about everyone's contracts. But he did say he would like to, you know, have something long term with AEW. Of course he, of course he does. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna see a lot more of him. I do, because they're they're gonna use him and they're gonna push him. He's Cody's boy, so Cody's gonna always look out for him. So right now, moving on to more tag team action. Mm-hmm. What a tag team match would you like to see? SCU and versus Private Party or Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express? I don't want to see either one. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Young Bucks and Jurassic Express sounds more exciting. So I'm going to go with that. Because I don't think we have a pay-per-view without the Young Bucks on it. That's true. Yeah. Bucks need to win here. So they could be next in line to face FTR. Yep, that's if FTR wins. We don't know yet because you did make up a good point that Omega and Hangman Page could win. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to see Omega and Page go against each other right now. Like I know it has to happen eventually, but I don't want to see it yet. So I don't. Right. I don't know. Well, I think. It might answer our question with the whole MJF thing, uh, him winning. And then thing is, we're going to have a, another casino battle royal. And I think only about maybe eight guys, eight, nine guys are were announced. Mm-hmm. So as out of the nine, out of the nine guys that were announced, nine or 10 guys, um, say MJF goes over, we're going to need a face to win the casino battle royal. True. So maybe Darby Allen wins it? Mm-mm. No? Nope, because there's there is maybe a five percent chance that I would believe that Darby Allen can take the title from MJF if MJF wins. It it has to be somebody believable. And and yes, Darby's like, you know, he he's a rising star, but no. Mm-mm. <laughs> Pass on Darby for now. For me. Well, that's all I, all I can really think of because we're not going to see Blade or Butcher or Ray Phoenix, Pentagon, or even Eddie Kingston, uh, no matter how much I like Eddie Kingston. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, th- they have to announce a few more people. Yeah, they're, we're probably going to get the rest of the spots on uh, this uh, Wednesday night on Dynamite. Because they announced all heels, <laughs> except for Darby. Yeah. <laughs> so now they got to announce all the faces. Well, probably the losers of the tag team match will get added in. So, hypothetically speaking, SCU and Private Party sure. will get added in there. Because um, one person comes maybe, in every, what, 60 seconds? Uh, yeah, there's a group of like four people that come in, four or five people. Oh, okay. I, okay, I remember that. I remember now. Yeah. Okay. I mean... There, there's nobody else. Who else is on the roster that's not being utilized right now? Austin Gunn. Oh my gosh, <laughs> dude. Okay, to go back on the on this topic, I don't mean I, I should have mentioned it earlier, but I watched Austin Gunn throughout the whole entire episode of Dynamite. That man is so wild when it comes to like, like imagine sitting there front row every single freaking Dynamite show. And, and you're the son of Billy Gunn, and you're just like he—he he was like hanging over the railing the whole time, just talking mad shit to all the heels. Right. 
and it, it's just funny because I forgot what ha- I forgot who it was, but like they were like about to fight Austin Gunn because they were like getting him up in his face and stuff, and then like Billy Gunn was holding him back. It was, <laughs> but um, but back to it. There's gonna be like a like maybe Austin and Billy Gunn are added into the Casino Battle Royal. Yeah, or we can, or we can see Brian Cage win it, or Lance Archer. Lance Archer can go face uh, randomly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of up in the air at, at at this point with that. I, I just I I need to see some other participants first. But then again, if MJF wins, we necessarily don't need a, a face to win the Casino Battle Royal. If you think of it, yeah, not necessarily. But nobody, nobody else in that match or on that list thus far can hang with him on the microphone. I think the closest, no. the closest yeah. that can hang with him on the microphone is Eddie Kingston, right? And to an extent, Ricky Starks. So maybe Ray Phoenix. Possibly Ray Phoenix? Maybe. Because Ray Phoenix is somewhat of like a a face type heel. Well, yeah, people would cheer for him. People would. So, hypothetically speaking, Ray Phoenix wins, and you got Eddie Kingston on the mic. Yeah. Eddie Kingston will come out there to start throwing jabs with his words. And then you got MJF and freaking Wardlow, but you also got. The whole pack of Eddie Kingston, Ray Phoenix, and Pentagon. I'm not sure if Butcher and Blade are what that. Wait them. a second. Wardlow. Yeah. Wardlow. Wardlow. I'm not sure if he will be in the Casino Battle Royale. Possibly. He should. He should. Have Wardlow win the Battle Royale and have MJF okay. win the title and then give Wardlow a shot against MJF. That would be an interesting story because would Wardlow lay down? And and give MJF the 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 win, or would he actually go for the title? That's if they want to turn Wardlow face. True. But you never know. Yeah, we could. Uh, I, uh, All Out's going to be a good card. I uh, AEW has yet to disappoint with a pay per view so far. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They've had. Um, how many pay-per-views? I think seven or eight. Um, so I want to include. I kind of want to include Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen as pay-per-views. So, well, more than that, then, because we've gotten a Fighter Fest, we've gotten a Fight for the Fallen, we've gotten two Fighter Fests. I thought. Well, they were those. Well, the, the Fighter Fest that was a weekly thing. I kind of wanted to don't include that as a pay-per-view since it wasn't on the as a, necessarily a, pre, a pay-per-view. Okay, I see. I see. Yeah, so we had, but we had we had double or nothing, then we had Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen, then full or all out in full gear from last year. Mm-hmm. Then we've had Revolution, then we also had double or nothing. Mm-hmm. Now we're having all out. So about eight. So this will be their eighth pay per view, technically. Yeah. Um, they haven't had yet to disappoint. But the thing is, they could also throw us a curveball. They have done that a few times with the end of pay per views. Mm-hmm. Wait, did I forget? Aren't we supposed to have Britt Baker and uh, Big Swole at the pay-per-view? They didn't announce that yet. So is she ever going to get her match? I don't think so. Good lord. It's like, goodness gracious, are you ever going to have the match or are you just going to like roll this thing out? 
for that's what that's what AEW does, man. They're they're gonna they're they're gonna find that storyline just keep on rolling it out for a little while. And then we we don't even get best friends versus. Uh, that's that's this uh, that's this Wednesday. Santana and Ortiz, like that should have been on yeah. pay per view. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, they have. They just have way too many matches to put on the card. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. Way too many storylines going on right and now. That's not a bad thing. So, yeah, they're trying to keep things. They're trying to keep things fresh. Like this Wednesday, we got Jericho versus Joey Janela. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a Janela guy. So, um, actually, just now announced 22 minutes ago. Uh, before we get off the whole entire all-out topic and end the podcast. Just now announced the first ever broken rules match and the last match for Matt Hardy, per se, by Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Sammy Guevara versus Matt Hardy in a broken rules match at All Out. Hey! All right. Now that makes the show even better. Okay. Um, I know Hardy's going over. <laughs> what was that? I know Hardy's going over. Oh, probably, yeah. But that was just announced 22 minutes ago. I just saw that. Sammy Guevara announced it himself, I'm assuming. Unless it was announced earlier. But at least I saw that before we uh, got off the whole topic of All Out. So that's another match that is on the card. Yeah. So we definitely have a stacked card for All Out. Um, I'm assuming the Casino Battle Royal will be on the pre-show. Probably. Like it has always been. Yep. Yep. So I guess we didn't need to talk about that then because... It's gonna be on the pre-show. <laughs> uh, it's still it's still an interesting to- thing to talk about because I mean, who, who knows? Could possibly because I don't think anyone's ever even predicted a damn casino battle royal winner or even what was that ladder match that had happened at Double or Nothing with a Brian Cage one that no one like you, not a lot of people saw coming. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, I wish I could be there, but it's okay. I'll, I'll definitely gonna go to full gear if it's in Florida. Best believe it, I'll be there. Yeah. All right. Well, sounds good. I think we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up for the episode. Yes. Um, make sure you guys follow us on our social medias. Make sure you guys check out the 30-Minute Rumble on Twitter. It's going to be a crazy few weeks. Hopefully, we have some crazy weeks of wrestling and just keep on bumping out all the news and these great hour-long podcasts that we're going to be bringing you guys. Yeah, I, for, I forgot to add our social media handles to the uh, the 30-Minute Rumble uh, Twitter page, but I'll go ahead and do that. But yeah, but like Ryan said, guys, don't forget to follow us on Spotify. That's where you can find our 30-Minute uh, Rumble podcast and follow us on Twitter. And while you're at it, go ahead and join our 30-Minute uh, Rumble Facebook group as well. And we will see you guys next week where we get to review another pay-per-view <laughs> with Fallout, Out, in addition to some other random happenings in the wrestling world. So until next week, thanks for watching. We'll see you guys next week.